0: Hey everybody, it's Dan Trottencheck. I'm coming to you from my home studio here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, Thank you for tuning again uh, into the uh, pep talk edition of the Taking Care of Business podcast. Uh, this week we wanted to invite someone on who could not only talk to us about the channel but also talk to us in very practical terms uh, about some things that retailers and consumers really need to know. So our first guest today is Pat Sheehan and he's with Simple Green. Now you guys all know Simple Green um, as the company that provides cleaners, the the, the kind of ubiquitous uh, Simple Green cleaner. Um, And as you all know, cleaning and cleaning products have been one of the explosion categories right now with the COVID outbreak. But Pat uh, talks to us today and and makes some pretty clear distinctions about what retailers and consumers need to know about cleaning and disinfecting and how those two things are really different. And uh, and Pat also shares with us a little bit about what's going on, how they're uh, managing business in today's Environment of uh, different communications and, and how we're having to deal with things uh, on an operational basis. Um, and in addition to Pat, we have another visit from our friend Grant Farnsworth from the Farnsworth Group, who's going to update you this week uh, on what they are seeing with the Farnsworth Group Home Improvement Research Institute COVID 19 Tracker Index. Uh, he's going to share some insight into what DIYers are telling us about how their habits are changing now that they're locked down at home and what they're working on and what they're not working on. So sit back and stay tuned. We have a good show for you today. Thank you. Hey everybody! Welcome back to the uh, pep talk edition of the Taking Care of Business podcast. Uh, I have a special guest with us today. We're talking to Pat Sheehan, who is with the Simple Green company. And as all of you know, Simple Green is one of those brands that's been around for years and and is well known for its uh, for its cleaning supplies and cleaners. And and so we wanted to talk to Pat because obviously uh, cleaning and cleaning supplies and and those sorts of things are are some of the products right now that are getting special interest from consumers. Um, and Pat was gracious enough to give us some time. So Pat, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thanks for having us, Dan. I, I, we think that Simple Green, or I should say we like to think that Simple Green is certainly a brand that resonates with the uh, independent home improvement retailers. Uh, we've been in business 45 years and the premise of the founding of the company really is providing consumers as well as end users a safe, uh, environmentally effective uh, cleaner that is not only economical, it's versatile and can be used in a wide variety of different applications uh, in your home or place of business. So, uh, thanks an awful lot for having me. We also have got a lot more products um, other than just Simple Green. We've got a pretty large product portfolio uh, that includes other items like uh, we've got three disinfectants um, and then some very job-specific items like pressure washer cleaner and. Uh, Lime scale and, and scum, soap scum remover, um, stainless steel cleaner, as well as uh, a stone cleaner and polish. So we've got a wide variety of items that would certainly resonate with the consumers that are shopping at the uh, independent home improvement retailers, as well as uh, in some cases a big application for the industrial user as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But before we and, and and knowing that Simple Green has kind of a wide variety of, of products is 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 uh, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you guys, but before we get into talk about the products and kind of what's going on with all the with all the uh uh COVID related kind of uh purchases and increases and demand for things like cleaners and disinfectants. Uh, I'm interested to hear everybody doing well at Simple Green and how are you guys kind of from the manufacturing standpoint and and distribution standpoint kind of uh, reacting to what's going on with COVID? Is everybody good at the Simple Green headquarters and you guys, uh, how are you managing all that?
1: Well, what we've, we made the decision because our corporate office is located in California that we've had a shelter in place uh, mandate by the governor that I believe is in its sixth week. So what we basically did is we have about half of our workforce out of our corporate office working from their homes. And then some of the key um, members of our team that are involved in manufacturing production, uh, accounting, as well as people processing the orders and a couple of other related departments are actually coming in the office every day. And then what we have is we alternate people from other departments to make sure that we got someone representing um, marketing and sales, um, as well as regulatory compliance and a lot of other departments we have within the organization. So opposed to having the entire team there, uh, we've got what we would kind of uh, view as kind of a skeleton crew. But, you know, as you can well imagine, selling both cleaners and disinfectants, um, it has been an unbelievable last uh, couple of months, if you will, both March and April where we have encountered certainly a lot of supply chain problems of whether it's things as, as, uh, as small as bottles or some of the uh, components of our formulations uh, are in somewhat short supply. So, I mean, our team has done a great job of, of trying to overcome some of those obstacles and provide uh, the best possible service we, uh, we can for our customers.
0: Yeah, I'd, I mean, in you guys' role, I'd imagine just like anything, communication is so hugely important. How are you guys kind of how is that changing for you? And are, are there different ways that you're reaching out to and communicating with customers than the than the ways you did before? Or or how are you kind of changed those protocols to make sure that you're kind of keeping that supply chain line of communication open?
1: Well, you know, Dan, uh, opposed to having face to face meetings with customers or You know, obviously, we're using uh, whether it's the Internet uh, through emails, um, certainly a lot of phone calls. And I think like the rest of the world, you know, Zoom has become something that we all use every day. We also have got a team Microsoft um, uh, app on our computers where uh, we like to try to talk to whether it's our customers or our people internally, uh, where you can look at the other person, you know, on the screen of your computer and, and communicate and talk about. What some of the uh, obstacles are that we have to overcome as a company. I, I think what we're seeing is the way we communicate with our, our customers has maybe changed, certainly for the short term. So meetings that we've had scheduled uh, have been um, canceled or pushed back, or in some cases they've just reverted to having Zoom meetings. So we're exploring every every avenue possible to try to maintain that uh, constant communication, uh, not only with our people internally, but more importantly with our customers.
0: Well, you know, communication kind of goes into the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, which is, you know, Simple Green, the, 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 the standard formulation, Simple Green that everybody's so familiar with, you know, that has one very clear application. And from my understanding, it's not not a disinfectant as much as it is a cleaner. Uh, so, but you guys have other products in your line that are specifically disinfectants. How are you guys kind of communicating that to uh, end users and customers saying, hey, this is choosing the right product for the right application is going to be what you really need to do right now.
1: Yeah, it's actually kind of a two edged sword, Dan. So, we would first of all suggest uh, before you disinfect a, a surface, you clean it. Obviously, we would recommend that you use simple green in that uh, process. And the beauty of our product, you know, I talk about versatility and economics of it is it is a, a concentrated product. So you dilute it with water, depending on what the applications are. For example, if you uh, have got some really heavy duty cleaning, you would use our product at full strength kind of general purpose cleaning around the household. It might be, uh, what we call one to 10, which is one ounce of simple grain to one cup of water. And then for lighting lighter cleaning, it might be uh, one to 30, which would be one ounce of simple grain to two cups or 16 ounces of water. So, we would suggest, first of all, that the uh, consumer uses Simple Green to clean the surface. And then as it relates to disinfectants, uh, one thing that's really critical, and whether you, you're buying a Simple Green's disinfectants, we've actually got three in our product portfolio, Clean Finish, Deep Pro 3 Plus, and Deep Pro 5. Uh, I would encourage everybody to read the label of the disinfectant you are using. The reason being is, in the case of our Clean Finish, which is what we call a ready-to-use product, For it to kill um, the virus, COVID-19, which is actually caused by SARS-CoV-2, you've got to leave it on the surface wet for five minutes. Oh, okay. So if you just spray the disinfectant on and wipe it off, you're not allowing the disinfectant to actually um, utilize its capability of the quaternary disinfectant to actually kill the bacteria or virus. And the same thing with our other two products, being D-Pro3 Plus and D-Pro5. Usually the dwell time where it's got to be wet is 10 minutes. So I would encourage um, the independent uh, retailers out there to make sure that their customers are aware of the fact that they've got to read the label and follow the protocol that's listed on it for whatever disinfectants they may happen to, to, uh, to buy.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point because uh, well, two things you made a, a, a point about are 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 very important. Is if you watch any of the multitude of videos or guidance that's coming out from just about anywhere, they state exactly what you said. Is that first you clean a surface, then you disinfect that surface. But but I think a lot of people don't understand that and they go straight to the disinfectant part. But then as you said, and, and, and quite honestly, I appreciate that because that's news to me. I, you know, I just think about spraying on the disinfectant and then, then coming right behind it with a rag and wiping it up. So that's, that's a very important distinction. And I appreciate the fact that you're pointing out whatever disinfectant it is someone chooses to use. And, and, and hopefully it's a simple green product, but, but, but if, uh, if it's any other, and whether you're
1: buying simple green yeah, or other ones, Dan, you just got to make sure you read the, uh, read the label. And you know, I think Americans are probably fairly similar. Not a lot of us read directions, yeah. but in this case, if if you're just spraying it on and wiping it off in four or five seconds, the efficacy of whatever you're putting on the surface to try to kill that bacteria or virus is you're not given the time to work. And because all of these products are EPA registered, uh, one other point I'd like to make on the whole COVID-19. So there have been no uh, disinfectant formulators that have done the testing on the COVID virus itself. Yeah. But the EPA has determined that the disinfectants that are um, effective against the SARS-CoV-2 virus will most likely be effective on the COVID-19 disease as well. So. There has not been any testing done. I'm sure they're rushing to get that done. And if you have any questions on what disinfectants would be good for this specific application, which is obviously COVID-19, uh, you can go to the EPA website, and they will certainly list disinfectants uh, uh, that are effective against those viruses.
0: Wow, that's that's great great information and guidelines there, Pat, because everybody's really kind of you know. Obviously, this has caught caught most of us unaware of of how to do those things. Like, I mean, we all understand that you know if you're cleaning your bathroom or kitchen from regular use, kind of what your your, your protocol is. But but with something like this, so many uh, customers, and, and and I'd imagine you know the big part is. For us, the independent retailers that are serving those customers, the information you just gave is, is fantastic for those retailers to know is as if they're selling those bottles of disinfectant for them to also be aware of what they're selling so they understand when they're selling it to a customer to say, hey, just as you buy this, understand that this is how you should use it and this is what it is and this is what it isn't. Because uh, I'm sure even you guys want to make sure if someone goes into a retail uh, store and just picks up a bottle of standard Simple Green, it, it'll do a great job cleaning, but it's not going to get that disinfecting part of it done. And so it, it's good information for a retailer to know to say, hey, that's, that's that's great that you're buying the Simple Green, but let me tell you what else you need to buy.
1: Right, right, exactly. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, through this whole period, I think there's been a lot of um, you know, panic buying, if you will, and people are buying just a multitude of cleaners. Simple Green, obviously being one of them, thinking that gee, this cleans; it certainly disinfects. And again, you've got to read the label to to see if it states that it disinfects as well as cleans. So, um, there probably is a lot of confusion in the marketplace. I think things, um, at least where I live, have kind of settled down a little bit. And you know, the run on paper goods and and cleaners and disinfectants. I think the supply chain is somewhat caught off with some of them. Um, I'm guessing in some cases, you've got consumers out there who've got a lifetime supply of toilet paper. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that, that actually leads well into my next question for you guys is, uh, you know, how has this kind of impacted your business? I'd imagine there's been a, a, a swell in the number of people trying to get a hold of your products. But on the other side, how are you guys doing with supply line and and, 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 and manufacturing and producing? And getting the product well here to get out How's it's, that it's an
1: everyday challenge. it's an everyday challenge Dan so we actually have got a team that um, have got meetings in the morning um, midday and then at the end of the day to kind of figure out where we are in terms of the raw materials we need to blend the products um, as well as believe it or not there's a shortage of uh, certain size bottles um, uh, whether it's uh, PVC or, or different types of plastic so Uh, We're always uh, scrambling to make sure that we've got all the components we need to build the products. And in some cases, we've had demands, Dan, that are anywhere between three and five times what normal um, use on on these products would be. So um, there's not many companies that can keep up with that kind of demand. So we're just trying to provide the best customer service we can for our customers out there. Uh, mindful of the fact that uh, there are some extreme shortages that probably exist on a global basis at this point.
0: Yeah. What, what are you hearing uh, just in general from the retailers, distributors uh, and uh, others out there about how they're dealing with stuff? I mean, do you, I mean, you you just said, I think I would echo that it seems like things have kind of leveled out in, at least in terms of the way it's impacting business. What, what are you guys hearing?
1: Yeah, we're hearing the same thing. So if you just look at, you know, the local independent retailers, I would assume their business at this point is still uh, fairly strong. And we know from some of the research we get that obviously cleaning is a category that's doing very well. Um, there's a, a lot of paint that's being sold because people are spending more time in the home. And maybe, like in my case, I'm talking to you from my kitchen right now. And I came uh, to the realization four weeks ago that I need to repaint the walls of my kitchen. So I think a lot of other consumers around the country are making those same kind of decisions. And I think a lot of projects they might've put off in their house, all of a sudden they've got some time because there's not, they're not commuting to and from work. If they travel a lot, they're not gone at night. So maybe a lot of the DIY projects within their home now, they're going to the local retailer and uh, buying whatever the things they, they need to complete those projects. So I think that, there certainly are, are a lot of categories within uh, those stores that are doing well and, and others probably not so well. I'm not sure how much building is going on right now. Some states have got a moratorium on that. But I think painting, probably flooring, um, maybe barbecues and some outdoor things are doing pretty well. Live goods if they've got them. I, mean, I know some states have got uh, uh, garden shops and nurseries closed. But, uh, yeah, I think all in all, the certainly the cleaning department um, is having a uh, – a, a year of a of a lifetime, if you will
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely um what uh, you know a lot of people it's it's been a strange <laughs> aside from everything, it's been kind of a strange time right now with some of the big uh, shows in the industry being postponed or some of them being cancelled. All together. Is there anything other than you guys being busy trying to fill orders that are kind of coming in now? Is there anything that, that, that's been affected in terms of Simple Green's short term plans, whether it's product rollouts or show attendance or travel or anything like that, that, that you could kind of share with us?
1: Well, our travel, we have got a moratorium on any kind of travel unless it was uh, mission critical. And that was actually something we started in January. Uh, in terms of show participation, I mean, there's been, a, as you know, uh, quite a few shows have been canceled. Uh, some have gone to a virtual format. And I think maybe on the backside of this, Dan, you may see a big difference of, you know, will the hardware co-ops continue to have two shows a year where you're bringing a lot of people together? That's a really good question. I don't know if they're going to look at maybe a virtual format as an ongoing basis, or there certainly are going to be a lot of changes in the way we communicate with our customers as well as, um, you know the members of the co-ops moving forward so it'll be interesting to see what kind of creative ideas uh the people within this trade channel come up with to uh, serve the needs of uh of the customers
0: yeah i think that it's uh you know I was on a call with a retailer group yesterday and someone said you know we're going to see what's sticky meaning uh <laughs> you know we're going to see what's going on right now that'll kind of persist beyond this and I think even what we're doing I mean we're on a zoom call you and I right now and 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 I could see a lot more communication kind of taking place this way in the future not that it didn't exist before but people have been kind of forced into using it and said hey this is actually pretty handy <laughs> you know so uh so yeah who, who who's to say um Uh, Pat, is there anything that you'd like to, uh, uh, you know, let the listeners know in terms of how to learn more about simple green products or how they can learn more about some of the things you discussed with understanding what products work for what applications?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, first of all, you can certainly hit our website, but we have made a, a rather large investment in social media. So whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, or even YouTube, We have hundreds of how-to videos uh, that are posted on those different platforms that show the consumer the myriad of applications for Simple Green, our family of Simple Green products. For instance, we will have uh, short little two-minute videos that show you how to clean your grill, your refrigerator, uh, prep your walls before you paint, clean your uh, patio furniture, uh, power wash your house, clean your deck, uh, clean your lawnmower. So a lot of mundane things, even stuff like how to clean your car, literally taking the seats out. If you've got a minivan with kids, that are spilling fruit loops and and juice boxes all over the seat and the carpet. That has a tendency to stain. And we've got some great how-to videos that shows the consumer how they can clean all these different uh, things in their daily life by utilizing Simple Greens products. So that's probably the biggest push that we've made, knowing that that's the first place that most people go. Yeah. to come up with a, uh, a solution to their cleaning problem.
0: Yeah, and hopefully that could be a resource to retailers too that are also relying a lot right now on social media to, to communicate with their customers, uh, a good resource to maybe grab some of that information and share it with customers so they're better informed about, as we talked about earlier, some of the the do's and don'ts as it relates to cleaning and disinfecting.
2: Yeah, and
1: we try to make the videos as, as, as straightforward and, You know, generally no more than two minutes so that people get, you know, a real sense for what's the appropriate way to clean whatever job is they're trying to undertake. So we're trying to provide the consumer with as much information as they can uh, to get the the best result possible for the cleaning they're going to undertake.
0: Fantastic. Pat, is, is there anything else you'd like to add or anything that we didn't cover? I, I really appreciate you giving the information about uh, uh, some food for thought about how to how to sell cleaning and disinfecting products and make sure that your customers are aware of, of, of what application suits what. Is there anything else
1: you'd like to, to say before we uh, end our conversation? Well, I'm really bullish on what's going to happen on the backside of COVID. I think you know, America is a resilient country. Uh, we've got a lot of really dedicated, smart people certainly a vaccine at some point will be developed and I think that this will make us uh, stronger as a country. It'll be interesting to see what business and and retailing looks like on the back side of this but um, I'm really confident that uh, you know it's a little rough sledding right now but on the back side of this things will be great. I would just like to remind everybody to make sure that they maintain social distancing. Wash your hands so vigorously that they probably start to crack and and get rather chaffed but uh, by following those kind of protocols, I think we'll flatten the curve out for all of us, and we can get through this COVID-19 uh, in a very expedient uh, fashion.
0: Yeah, I, uh, you know, from your from your mouth to hopefully our listeners' uh, ears and and, uh, and consciousness, because uh, the, you know the it's the simple kind of mundane things that are that are really helping us right now keep this tamp down. And and I couldn't agree with you more. I think that we're having some challenging times, uh, obviously, right now. But we're going to be back from this. Everybody's anxious, as we know, to get things back to normal and, and get back as close to whatever that normal is going to be. Um, but we all have to be safe and we all have to be smart. But we're going to we're going to be back and, and, and things
1: are going to be moving again. So, uh, so, Pat, thank yeah, you it, so it, much. Oh, go ahead. It, one final thing, Dan. So if, if any of uh, the retailers out there have got any questions about um, any product that we sell as a company, they can certainly log on to our website. They can call us. At 800-228-0709, there's somebody some demands the phones uh, from 8 o'clock in the morning until 5 o'clock to standard time. And then, as I said, the social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube have got hundreds of videos that will uh, assist uh, their customers in utilizing Civic Range products
0: fantastic thank you thank you so much pat for being on the show today and thank you for what you guys are doing and getting all that information out there because it's so important right now and hopefully another thing that'll come out of this is is consumers and retailers will have a better understanding of what what the difference between cleaning and disinfecting it is and and understand what products are right for what and know how to help their customers in that regard so thank you for what you guys are doing stay safe pat and and hopefully hopefully see you soon out there uh, at one of these markets or shows that are Going to ramp back up, hopefully, and uh, and and the best to you and to everybody in the Simple Green family.
1: Great, thank you, Dan. Thanks for everything you do for the independent home uh, improvement retailers, and look forward to seeing you in the very near future.
0: Thanks, Pat. Uh, everyone, it's that time of the week where we uh, check back in with our friends from the Farnsworth Group, and we have our uh, now. Uh, re- Pete guest Grant Farnsworth on uh the podcast with us today and Grant is going to give us an update on what uh they are seeing from their COVID-19 tracker index but you know I, I don't want to assume that everybody knows what that is Grant so why don't you give them a quick nickel tour of what the COVID-19 tracker index is and what kind of data you guys are collecting and then maybe share what you're seeing from that data.
2: Yeah absolutely Dan and thanks uh for having us back uh, week after week hopefully we're not uh Imposing too much, uh, the tracker. So we are talking, uh, every week with, uh, a, over a thousand DIYers and over 300 contractors, same series of questions each week, just trying to track the impacts of COVID, particularly on their project behavior, as well as a little bit of their channel behavior.
0: Okay. So, you know, you guys have been doing this for what, three or four weeks now. And so you have, you're building up a pretty good kind of, uh, uh, index to kind of, uh, uh, to follow a trend line. Um, your latest uh, information it comes out on Wednesdays, and so you and I, while while people won't be listening to this podcast till uh, 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 next week, um, the most current data came out yesterday. So why don't you share with a little bit uh, what you guys have learned and what the most recent data is telling you?
2: Yeah, sure. So let's start with the, the DIYers, Dan. Uh, we're now, as you said, we've got about a month's worth of of data. Uh, into this tracker, and we've got another month, month and a half yet to go. But thus far, what we're seeing, the DIY market has remained busy. Um, it's it's expected to, in the next few weeks, remain busy as well. We're seeing of the DIYers that we're talking to, um, about two thirds are saying that they've started a project within the last week. Um, and roughly two-thirds are saying they're planning to start some projects in the next two to three weeks. So, again, real strong DIY kind of retail space right now. Um, we see that continuing at least for the next couple of weeks. Um, overall, they're expecting to do you know, the same or maybe in, even a little bit more project work as well as uh, spend uh, over those next few weeks as well as maybe even the coming months uh, prior to what they anticipated before COVID. Uh, Gen Y is actually leading the charge as well, Dan. Wow. So we're seeing more Gen Y saying that they're doing work and planning to do work than we are with Gen X and Boomers. Um, So that that, that was kind of an interesting find when we start slicing the data a little bit. Um, And one of the good things is that we're seeing fewer DIYers uh, canceling or stopping projects. Um, There is still some of that happening, um, but it seems to be leveling off um, and returning more to positive work as opposed to cancellations. Uh, we're also seeing, you know, while health remains, you know, some of the top concerns as far as, uh, you know, why they're going, uh, you know, not going in store or doing certain activities, the financial concerns are starting to, to tick up just a little bit. So we're we're interested to see what implications that may have. Um, what I would suggest uh, to our industry is to pay attention to their customers' uh, financial perspective and the hierarchy of need they have with maybe lower price point product. Um, there may be some ways to overcome some of the financial concerns, but it certainly may have impacts on price points, uh, merchandising, you know, product offerings, etc.
0: That's, that's interesting to note because one of the conversations I was just involved in, you know, there was this discussion of as the late spring and summer persists, do you think home improvement retailers are going to get into deeper discounting um, than they have in the past, and and what do we think that some of the market leaders like Home Depot and Lowe's are going to do in terms of discounting as we head into to kind of the I, I don't want to I hesitate to say post COVID, but in the next chapter, sure. What we're going to see out of COVID. So. Yeah, and and I,
2: I think that's I think that's a legitimate conversation to be having, and one that is important to have. We've seen this happen in prior recessions where there's been you know budget sensitivities that impact pricing. Uh, sensitivity and and, and kind of price structure and and merchandising. What I would say is a little bit different about this one, Dan, is that we're also seeing, um, you know, not only the, the financial and health concerns, but we're starting to see more availability concerns. So I would say as we think about ways to overcome some price challenges or financial concerns, availability may solve that riddle. So in fact, there are actually some high end manufacturers, um, that are, are seeing upticks in sales because they are oftentimes the only option. Right. Okay. So I think as, as, as we look at, you know, our retailers as well as manufacturers, there's this third aspect of, of availability. Um, so, you know, we've got price, which is a big consideration right now. We've got, you know, you know channel behavior, which is uh, you know obviously shifting dramatically. We've got a lot more online behavior and now we've got this other third variable, which is really availability. So if we can deliver the products when they need it, how they need it through our channel, maybe that's enough to overcome some price sensitivities that may arise. So very interesting on the DIY side. We still see it very, very healthy. We see it continuing for the next two to three weeks. Uh, So DIY market and the retail market uh, looks to be strong um, despite any sort of concerns around health, despite sort of increasing concerns of, of finances. They still intend to do projects and more than likely they're going to find a way to do that. But it's a killer time on the retail side to start stealing channel share or even product and brand share, because if you are the only option, you may win, right? I mean, think about your grocery shopping experience over the last two to three weeks. How many products or brands have you purchased that you never purchased before because you still need your peanut butter, but you don't got the brand, you know, that you're, you're used to you'll trade. You know what I'm saying?
0: So yeah, a good time to get some exposure in the marketplace. We certainly like hearing that. Um, You know, uh, once again, let let everybody know that you guys are doing this and making this information available for free to anybody who wants it. So, so let's make sure everybody knows. Once again, how does someone sign up to get the COVID nineteen tracker index stuff from you guys?
2: Yeah, good good question. Uh, they can go to thefarnsworthgroup dot com slash covid. Um, You can also visit our partners in crime. We've we've, uh, partnered with the Home Improvement Research Institute, so you can go to hiri.org. That's h-i-r-i.org, or again, go to thefarmsworthgroup.com. We'll continue to release this, Dan, each week. Um, We've got both DIY as well as contractor information, and next month, in fact, we've got a webinar uh, with Harvard's Joint Center that we're going to do jointly uh, about some of the findings on on the contractor side, which have been pretty interesting as well
0: that's fantastic. And you said, you're going to look at having Kermit Baker come on uh, from the joint center. Who's always, uh, you know, kind of very interesting to listen to uh, about these kind of topics. Um, and just so people know that that webinar is going to be next month and you guys are going to, you'll, you'll be sending a link out or you'll be getting a link out for that in the next couple of
2: weeks. You bet. We'll send some emails. We'll do some, some social posts on LinkedIn. So um, just stay tuned for that. If, if you keep checking back on our website, we'll, we'll have some, some information on our website as well about how to sign up for uh, next month's webinar where we talk more in detail about the contractor's perspective, which um, isn't as positive right now as DIY, but uh, we may be seeing some signs, Dan, that the contractor piece is, uh, at least from the, you know, the r side of things, smaller project side of things, may be starting to uh, to tick up a little bit into, into some more positive stories. Well, that, that'd be fantastic news. Um,
0: uh, appreciate your time, and and again, I just encourage everybody sign up for the COVID-19 Tracker Index, uh, and we'll 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 once again in the description for this put uh, put the web address for signing up for that. Uh, Grant, thank you for taking the time to join us and giving us that update. Hope to have you back again maybe next week, and 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 hopefully things continue to trend in a positive direction for the industry. And and again, it's a small part of this challenge we're facing. But it's nice to have at least a little bright spot. It it would be a lot harder to face a challenge like this if business were bad for the industry. So uh, it's good to hear what you guys are seeing.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having us, as always, Dan. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Grant.